created the world, but set it up like a clock, like a watch, and it's just kind of going on, and he's not involved. There's no place for intervention from outside. He thought it was causally closed. Everything that happens, every uh, effect has a cause that's within the physical world. It's a scientific term, causal closure, you're probably familiar with. Um, so, as the humanity thinkers, if you will, in the West, became distanced from the idea of a, of a God interacting with the world, and from consciousness, which, uh, from the Eastern perspective, of course, is, is, is the very self, um, science has moved from Christian to deist, kind of to, ag- to ag- agnosticism, and now with the prowess, power of modern science to um, understand in a pragmatic way, in terms of the human perspective, aspects of the world, hmm, facts about nature, and then put them in the hands of technology and develop something that's supposed to be practical for humans, then um, uh, these God ideas are have moved further and, and largely the scientific community is is secular mm-hmm. in its perspective and uh, atheistic I think in, in, in by vast majority mm-hmm. um, so that's the progression right now at the same time that the scientific community is largely secular in its perspective and atheistic the fact that they have not been able to explain the world and matter with a theory of everything and, uh, and, and so forth is now becoming so apparent that the idea that they had in, in terms of Newtonian classical physics has been kind of like blown out of the water mm-hmm. with uh, you know discoveries, if you will, of, of, for example, of, of dark matter which makes up, what, like 90% of matter. They don't know what it is. They just call it dark matter. Can't understand what it is, how it works, and and so forth. Um, So what's out there, if you will, what matter is, which was thought to be these little particles, Mm -hmm. is is just not working. The data is coming in in such a way, the information is coming in that uh, it's bringing those previous premises about the world into question. And, and of course, the big um, development in science that has brought this about is the the quantum perspective. Two-thirds of the world's economy runs on the basis of the world being viewed matter from a quantum perspective, and nobody understands what quantum, the quantum mechanical perspective is, how something can be a wave and a particle, at the same time, for example, on the subatomic level, this doesn't compute. Um, and so, there's all kinds of theories, of course, out there, what it means, what its implications are, and so forth, but an honest person would say, nobody, nobody knows. Hmm? Um, and, and many people in the scientific community have given up trying to know, and if it's not important, it works pragmatically to accomplish some things, for humans, from a, for a human-centric worldview, hmm, which is one in which 
the goal of life is to be happy by acquisition of, 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 of things, basically, by interacting with uh, sense objects, sound, taste, touch, smell with our senses, and, um, and so forth. Uh, so, um, so the, the beginning of the crumbling, if you will, in, in a way, of the uh, um, the mountain of what was thought to be evidence that we were just about at the peak of understanding everything. Mm. Um, like back down to the bottom of Punar Musikabhava, again become the mounts, back down at the end of the story. Um, there was a teacher. And how did that there was a mouse who approached the sadhu. He said, I have a problem. A mouse approached the sadhu saying, he said, look, i got a problem. The saint was very kind. That is what's the problem. He said, the problem is there's a cat. Hmm? It's like giving me a hard time. <coughs> so I would like to propose that you're, you're a sadhu. Could you make me into a cat? So he made him into a cat. And then the cat came along and said, I got another problem, it's called a dog. Hmm? You may be a dog, so you made another dog. Hmm? Then he had another problem, he said, it's called a tiger. So you make me into a tiger. You made him into a tiger. Hmm? Then he approached again and says, what's, the, for lunch. what's the problem now? <laughs> he said, no problem. Now I want to eat you. So he was going to eat one of the eat the sadhu. So he said, again, become a mouse. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we can apparently rise up to conquer the world and its problems and so forth. But um, there's always bigger ones. And so, as much as it applies, it's a nice story, as much as it applies, they were at the peak, they thought of the mountain of understanding everything you know, mm-hmm. back at the bottom um, trying to figure out what matter is and now uh, they have to talk about consciousness too as much as it has uh, come into the um, microscope the laboratory uh, based on the quantum basic idea that the observer influences the reality and so forth so, um, and I'm no expert in these things but it's just a basic um, kind of overview of where we're at. And as much as there's a lot of confidence in the community of science, which it, 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 it's, it's like an emperor with no, no clothes. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really falling apart uh, in terms of explaining everything. Again, what matter is? They want to reduce consciousness to matter because they think everything must be physical. Yeah. And so they deny that there's even a mind, for example, in, in some sectors, to speak of something beyond the mind. It's all just in the brain. But they, they can't explain even what matter is. So, now, that, that said, your question is, well, my idea is, well, it was born as a Christian, became an agnostic, now as an atheist, but if it's to remain vital, it'll have to become mystic. And I think that uh, one of the reasons that uh, for the atheism is the 
misrepresentation of the spiritual ideal. I was reading an article in the New York Times of a day of a uh, uh, an evangelical guy, minister, who gave up being a minister and became an atheist, and he um, has his own congregation, which they work, you know, humanistically to be good people and be good to other people and so on and so forth, without the need of God and all of them believing in an afterlife and uh, mature. You don't have to pretend there's some afterlife in order to be good. We're just mature. We know it's not, not doesn't endure, and um, we're going to be good anyway, you know, as long as we're here, something like that. Um, and um, so there were some comments to the effect that, yeah, I mean, let's look at it. Jesus said, love your neighbor like yourself. Uh, he went into the desert and, and thought deeply and so forth. He was introspective. It's basically humanism. And they made a god out of him instead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, religion is a problem. Hmm? It's, uh, it's, it's, it suffers from failure to become modern and secular. Mm-hmm. Rather than being perceived as we, as we would appropriately as something as a different way of looking at the problems of life when properly understood, mm-hmm. and so the problem, part of the problem why uh, people become atheistic is because of the misrepresentation of religion, misunderstanding even in the religious community mm-hmm. of what religious is about, religion is about. Mm-hmm. I posted a comment on it. Times that it, it's easy to say or assume that um, that loving your neighbor like you love yourself, which is one of the two laws of the Jesus, right? Love your neighbor like yourself and love your God, God with all your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. The missing thing, of course, is these two go together. Mm-hmm. But taking the first one, love your neighbor like yourself, it's easy to assume that this is just a humanistic. Um, proposal, hmm? common sense, um, and so forth. So it's easier to assume that it's just human, an expression of, of of humanism, but it's impossible to do. Mm-hmm. It's superhuman to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may say it's just humanism, but to actually love your neighbor, every neighbor, like yourself, that's pretty superhuman. Hmm? And uh, therefore, the other statement that goes with it in in in, 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 in the Jesus Christian world is love your neighbor like yourself and love your God, God with all your heart. Without the latter, you can't do the former. And I cited the Gita, of course, sixth chapter. What is it? Thirty-fourth verse. The Krishna says that the highest yogi is one who sees the suffering of others as if it's his own then can identify with the suffering and be empathetic hmm, with everyone else compassionate and love the neighbor like the self because of having through actual spiritual practice that isn't that well brought out perhaps in the Bible hmm? so you have for example this uh, fellows like Merton Thomas Burton, um, going as he did years back to, to India, to look for practices, mm-hmm. Hindus, yogis, and Buddhists, for 
to actually apply oneself in, in a way as to go in and experience the soul. Hmm? So, the yoga of it all is, of course, that uh, through, through, through yoga and actual spiritual practice, one context, the underlying panpsychic reality of consciousness hmm, that pervades all forms of life, which are like just different dresses, hmm, having cut, cut, identified with that, one can identify with every living being and love them as yourself because you see we're made of the same stuff. And uh, I, I give an example to, to do it cross-culturally of St. Francis of Assisi who would refer to oh brother bird, oh, oh sister rabbit and so forth <laughs> in, in the forest and uh, largely and he had this kind of uh, perspective. He actually loved his neighbor like himself and his neighbor was not just Joe, Joe the plumber next door, um, right? It was uh, the Russians, the Democrats, and the Republicans, and and uh, the Labour Party, and the uh, you know and the conservatives, and and, uh, and the Muslims, and the Hindus, and birds and the beasts, and so forth. Um, these are our neighbors, right? So to again to love them as yourself. That's superhuman to be able um, to do that. Um, so, part of the reason, the good part of the reason, that there's a strong um, current of atheistic thinking in the scientific community is because of how religion has been misrepresented. It's just a tale, a story, uh, old laws that uh, don't apply now it, it, uh, that make you psychologically depressed or something, or whatever they think. Um, a lot of people also have a grudge against how they were brought up by their religious parents and told they shouldn't do this or that, and how it tweaked them out psychologically, and they're still going to, to um, um, therapy for it. So, <laughs> a grudge against uh, religion. But this is all just... Uh, um, a misunderstanding of what the religious ideal, the spiritual ideal, is really is as it's spoken of in all the traditions in Sufism, the esoteric or mystic branch of Islam, in uh, in Vedanta, amongst the Hindus, in, in the saints of the, <coughs> the Catholic Church, for example, in the, in the Middle Ages and so forth. Um, so. Um, when you bring in the mystic perspective and and really give it credibility and give credibility also to the pursuit of it the ideal of it I can say they're too rare to find how can we understand them or We've done some experimenting with mysticism and, and so forth, and um, you can't get enough objective data, you know, to make it uh, worth worthwhile. I like to say the objective data is the mystic himself and how he or she acts in this world as a lover of the neighbor, as one would love oneself. And those are weird people; those aren't the normal people, in other words. But but isn't that what you, you know, want to teach your kids? Isn't that your humanistic perspective? You should love your neighbor 
as yourself. But don't run off into the forest and start talking to monkeys and birds. And, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, that's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, so it, what was really being called for there in these, these two simple um, laws, if you will, of Jesus that start thought to supersede all the other laws or are thought to be such that if they're followed, the other commandments would automatically be passé, mm-hmm. it would be transcended. You love your neighbor like yourself, and you love your God with all your heart and soul, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so there's a lot in those two uh, commandments, if you will. And the yoga of it all is, is very much played out in the Eastern uh, disciplines, especially in the school of bhakti, where loving the God with all one's heart is, is center, um, center stage. So, on the one hand, you have the atheism that, that's arising out of rejection of the misrepresentation of religion. On the other hand, based on certain findings and so forth that seem to make the world better than religion did when they just said, okay, this guy's got uh, such and such disease, go and pray and nothing happened. Meanwhile, we gave you an injection and it's gone. So that kind of practical um, effect uh, derived from modern science on the one hand and the misrepresentation of religion on the other and, 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 of course, that practical side is, represents a misunderstanding of what, in, in many respects, of, of, uh, it's a different perspective on, on, what, uh, um, on what, how to uh, answer the fundamental questions of, of, of life. Um, but when you get practical results, it looks like we're making people's lives a little longer, we've done away with smallpox now, uh, we're getting there, and so forth. And the dying rate is, you know, still 100%, and and there are other problems that, uh, that come, possibly even with vaccinations, as some people say. I never followed that argument, but which um, are meant to prevent prevent disease. Uh, so, so, so there's all, um, um, or you know, with the let's say the industrialization of the world and the present environmental crisis, it has certainly some. Some credibility here. So, so we're getting, making it better, but uh, are we? And, and what is it about? What is it for? What is the purpose of it all? Hmm. Yeah, based on a certain idea of what the purpose is, you can say you're making progress. But is that the purpose? Is there a purpose? The atheistic scientific community would say there is no purpose to life. There is no meaning to life. So how do you make progress then? <laughs> There's no goal to attain. Uh, uh, as a human construct, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's progress. Uh, so I, I, I think that if you, if you can bring to the fore, especially through examples, not even of the of superlative mystics necessarily, but people who practice the spiritual culture and um, do it properly, such with an understanding that this is a long haul. Hmm? Not under the misconception it's going to happen tomorrow that I'm going to become enlightened. Something setting himself up for disappointment. But some mm-hmm. understanding of how rare it is 
for example, love your neighbor like yourself, how superhuman it is, what kind of a person that that means one becomes. And to strive for that goal with the knowledge and the understanding, it may take many lifetimes to do, but it's what's worth um, doing. And incrementally, within their everyday human life, it starts to show up. They become kinder, they become compassionate. They, um, um, it's, 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 it's working, so to speak, uh, um, um, on a practical level. As that, if that can... There's a lot of people, a number of people, I should say, who think like that, who are apostles or heretics from the scientific community, even who are, this isn't working, they're saying, this isn't working. And they've gone, many of them, eastward, to yoga, to uh, Vedanta, to Buddhism, and so forth, to look at life from a different angle, and so forth, and set a different example. And there the subject is consciousness, which is a hot topic, and they have a different perspective on what it is, and when they attempt to reduce it to matter and explain it away, is failing day after day, month after month, year after year. The scientific community has to, and is becoming more open to other explanations of consciousness. Just like the idea of panpsychism. So we said that the consciousness is everywhere and underlying. Ten years ago, it was thought to be insane in the scientific community. Now, many very respectable scientists are, are embracing the panpsychic perspective, which is a perspective that Hinduism and Vedanta has had for thousands of years. Hmm? Along with, of course, the panpsychic perspective that, that the uh, Vedanta has uh, is also a more developed idea of what consciousness is, also. Hmm? Um, so, um, in as much as understanding consciousness, you cannot make, arrive at, let's say, the theory of everything, unless you have explained what consciousness is. And the idea is to make a theory of everything where there's no explanatory gaps, where it's all explained and demonstrable and and, and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't do that without explaining consciousness. So that's the Achilles heel. Mm -hmm. Even uh, with Richard Dawkins, who's an advocate, British scientist, biologist, and and very vocal uh, um, spokesperson for atheism, was asked um, not so long ago, what is the last hurdle? And he said, it's consciousness. (laughs) That's the last hurdle. (coughs) He was confident they would get over the hurdle, that's why I said explain it, but it's very elusive. And it's what we are. It's, 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 it's really what we're all about. Hmm? Even to understand matter, which is more gross, it, it, it's actually more subtle than I thought, hmm? so to speak, of the self of consciousness. So, so um, that's what I mean when I say that you, you have to, if I say it's, it has to become mystic, you have to, um, to continue to try to objectify consciousness, explain it as matter, Hmm? That's a failed prospect. Hmm? 
Um, and so, uh, when you start to, when the paradigm starts to shift and start looking at it differently, you start thinking, maybe there is something called consciousness that actually underlies the whole reality that we don't know. We found dark matter, kind of. It's out there. We don't know what it is, but we think we, I guess by math, we know, we know it's there. So, so there's something called consciousness. Hmm? And it's not, it's not um, a product of the, of the human, human brain. Now they found that, 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 that insects have egos. So the ego, the self, I am, is not something that just appears in humans, mm-hmm. as Descartes thought, for example. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is a yogic perspective. It's been around for persons forever, right? So I think that um, if, on the one hand, you can have the communities of people who are just not satisfied with these very limited and um, unappealing, empty explanations of uh, life from a materialistic perspective. It said there's no meaning, there's no purpose, there's no self. and the thought that, that pushing this idea is going to make people better and kinder to one another. That's a stretch, in my opinion. <laughs> quite, a, quite a stretch. Um, should, it's a pity they can't examine and, and talk to the people, kids that go to schools and shoot other kids up and stuff like that. If you don't think that they think that there's no meaning or purpose to life, you're wrong. They definitely think. There's no meaning, there's no purpose. Hmm. They couldn't do that kind of thing. So, anyway, um, so, um, as there are communities of people like ours, for example, understand the theory and then put it in practice, become better people, develop communities like this that are peaceful, kind, they work, um, uh, and they afford sufficient. Uh, spiritual experience to keep people pursuing the theory um, and, and so forth um, and uh, at the same time their theory has an explanation of consciousness that uh, just won't go away hmm? there is no explanation of consciousness outside of modern science that has greater credibility even in the scientific community than I think Eastern philosophy. And that's where your heretics and the scientific atheists intend to go and they become mystics. Mm-hmm. And there is a number of them. And you can look and see they're defecting, defecting here and there. Um, and and, and often, largely, this is um, where they go. So they're going towards mysticism. And so mysticism is not like religion. Hmm? It is an experiential orientation to understanding, experiencing consciousness proper. An orientation to life aimed at demonstrating that, by pers- through personal experience, that consciousness 
is uh, not constrained by time and space. It's not a product of the of of, of the brain. Hmm? It's ontologically different than physical matter and also psychic matter. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, it's about exactly what science is about. Understanding what's out there and what's looking at it all. Mm-hmm. The subject is not different. It's looked at almost as if the subject of religion and the subject of science are entirely different. Religion properly understood is, is, is about the same thing that science is about. Mm-hmm. Understanding the nature of being, the nature of reality. What is the nature of reality? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have a foregone conclusion that reality is only physical, well, mm-hmm. how is that any different than the foregone conclusion that reality is not physical? And you proceed on that premise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Which is the, uh, the, uh, the, the mystic's uh, perspective. So, um, so they're, you know, they're both about the same thing. So we do away with the, 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 the difference and the misrepresentation on the one hand of religion, and you do away with also the misrepresentation of science, modern science, and the propaganda that it's just, just about to understand everything and all the problems are really solved. And the answers are already there. Well, only the dumb people don't get it. Hmm? This is this kind of scientific fanaticism. This is quite rampant, actually. So it parallels the religious fanaticism. So you do away with that, and then there's this there's this, this meeting then between mysticism and and, and, and science, and uh, it requires an explanation of matter, which science has been driving it, that incorporates. Um, uh, consciousness. The Bhagavatam offers that you know, with its Sankhya understanding of matter. Now that has to be understood in light of modern science and, and, and this problem of, of for example, of um, primary properties of reality being quantitative and qualitative properties being not real but imaginary, something like that is, is, is done away with and consciousness fits and you've got a theory of everything. So, uh, some thoughts about that. Does that help? Yeah, much to think about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else? Well, I have a question regarding um, Prabhupada used to talk, uh, used to quote uh, this one verse, Tazmad Guru Prabhupada Dignas and Surya Uttama pretty emphatic, he was emphatic, he said, you must approach a guru, emphatically from the Upanishads. So my question is if you would comment 45 years later on on both that concept that Prabhupada was pushing, not that Prabhupada was pushing, the Upanishads were giving in Krishna's offering, that you have to approach a guru, both in the Vaishnava community now, and in the concept of what you're talking about in terms of science, that we have to approach a guru 
how to work, how how do you, how can you reconcile those those two issues? I don't want to much trying to reconcile. The the first one being that the the, the concept of approaching the guru in in the Vaishnav community seems like people may not they've, they've, true. they've gone and approached the guru and What's the other that's one? it. And then the second one is com- is completely separate. The, the idea that you're not approaching any guru, you're trying to collect information and and coming, uh-huh. you know, to a to well, a yeah. conclusion. I think that um, first of all, the idea is is very, uh, one sense, broad, um, that very practical. Therefore, the term guru is part of the English dictionary, and it's invoked quite a bit. Uh, in different fields, um, <coughs> the guru, the sports guru, this guru, that guru. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need a guru. We need teachers. I think it's to give it a very broad explanation. It's very hard to argue with the fact that the idea that we need teachers that will behoove us to to to, to uh, learn about a subject from someone who has mastered it, who knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, First, the uh, community of Kodi Vaishnavism, uh, there are some people who, uh, I don't think there's anybody who thinks, well, there may be people who think that they, that they don't need a guru, um, and their thinking probably is clouded by um, having heard about or having bad experiences of persons who were not um, actually appropriately representing the service of being a teacher. Um, and so that emotional response to that uh, gets in the way of their understanding rationally, intellectually, the theory, and, the, uh, and so they're moving on a kind of an emotional level. I don't need a good without stopping to think that bad examples can only be possible uh, if there's something good that, that, that that's a bad example of. Hmm? So there, I think that there, it's an emotional response that gets in the way of uh, thinking about the issue uh, rationally. It's an irrational uh, response. It's an understandable irrational response to some extent, but when when you're driven in that way emotionally, and then it, you know one of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my life, and I do it repeatedly, is that, is that I think that irrational people will listen to a rational argument. <laughs> and I keep finding they don't. <laughs> they don't. Okay. I keep thinking, surely they're ones that damn this bill is facing this one, but they don't. And so uh, you have to see. There's an emotional block here mm-hmm. that's not allowing them to understand. And so you can't come at them with a verse or a logic or the reason of it. They just don't have a, an ear for it. Mm-hmm. You have to create somehow a, a, you know, a teachable moment of something. Their, pre- their present um, pursuit has to fail them in some, in some ways that really shows up rather than through a theory of... Uh, and of course, if they don't have a teacher, then, then probably they misunderstood so many other things as well. Hmm? And uh, they're probably not getting very much out of their 
their uh, facade of you know being a, a devotee to Krishna, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, so I think that that's uh, the main uh, problem. There's there's no there can't be any really debate about you know based on the, the sacred text and so forth the value and importance of a guru. Um, some people, of course, think I have a guru. His name was Prabhupada. He passed away. I don't need another guru. Um, and that's, in one sense, could be true. But that kind of that statement itself um, really is evidence um, for um, to to substantiate that that person didn't derive sufficiently um, from their guru, from Prabhupada, hmm, to have that kind of a, take that kind of a position, because the teaching is, and the feeling is, we should have a guru, and if we have a guru, and we get what, we, what we're supposed to get from that relationship, it's good, and the idea of, if my guru has passed away, there's another guru, these are good things, guru's good, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Another one over here. I can, and that's been the culture for hundreds of years mm-hmm. in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And we find, oh, when, when Sarup Dhamma disappeared from the world, left the world, and Ravana Das took shelter of Rup and Sanatana, there are just hundreds of examples mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. So there are people who had a good experience with the Guru, and they know the Guru experience is good. Are there any more of those? <laughs> can I have seconds? <laughs> something, something like that. <laughs> Of the experience. <laughs> now, they may have had a good experience with Prabhupada, that's another thing. But in his in his absence for whatever it's been forty years or something like that, now the the influence they also got bad examples after his departure. Some people set bad examples. And and so they're carrying that again and that's uh, it, it, so there's an emotional response. And not having the shelter of a powerful saint to kind of keep us on the track and so forth by example and by teaching um, and so forth. The influence of material nature, modes of nature can be strong and subtle and insidious and and they cannot and they get distanced from what they were all about when they joined and and so on and so forth and it becomes kind of mechanical and religious rather than experiential. So you get that kind of response out of either guru. It's not a good response. Hmm? It's a response like, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. But that's not what gurus are supposed to do. They're supposed to love you, not tell you what to do. <laughs> they love you. Hmm? And they share their love by the teaching and the knowledge that they have, compassionately, tirelessly, and so on. And you feel it, and you see that they're doing that, and therefore you want to serve them. The anything I could do, what you're doing for me is so good. The anything I could do, could I tie your shoes? Huh? If you have to, okay. Go ahead, you know, so. <laughs> something like that. Uh, so, uh, uh, this is the problem in the community, I think. Now, with regard to the uh, scientific community, to go and say to them, here's the whole problem, you need a guru, and then you're going to understand everything. You're trying to understand everything with your tiny little brain, but you need a guru. That's going to be a hard sell, um, but what we're suggesting is that 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 there is a different way of understanding reality that is inward 
Hmm? And there's a very refined method to it, and it produces results. Hmm? And the people who have those results and have written about and described that are people who are worthy of taking into consideration when uh, you're trying to explain the world. Let's not go forward with a premise that the way in which we're going about understanding the world is the way and the only way. And that we're actually getting an understanding. Maybe we're getting a misunderstanding. Hmm? So what if we have certain pragmatic results and we stop polio and chicken pox and measles and so forth? And those are all good things. And we take advantage of them. Hmm? But whether you're, 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 you're really getting to the heart of what, what humanity is about and its purpose and so forth by that, that that's certainly not proven. You can't, you can't prove it. So, um, um, other cultures have different ways of looking at the problem and they may be happier with less and, uh, and so forth. So, these kind of, you, you, you know, this is where you have to uh, bring it up and, uh, and, uh, uh, and and expect, of course, you're talking to a scientific uh, and atheistic skeptical person that they're going to be open-minded. That's how they present themselves to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, be skeptical about your own skepticism. Whether that is is is, is, is uh, don't stop asking the questions. Question yourself. Question your own method. Um, so, um, and then um, again, the idea that there are other ways of knowing. And look at look at some of the people. What do they know? Hmm? What does a Rumi know? What does a Jesus? What does Jesus know? What did he understand about life? What did uh, Saint Francis take them up on? He's not people on a human map, you know, over, over time that stand out as extraordinary uh, examples of, of people who have found a rich vein of meaning and purpose and happiness hmm, that could solve political, economic, environmental problems if it was the goal. I mean, here's where it's very pragmatic. If you want to solve an <coughs> environmental problem, our path, our perspective solves it. If people lived with the Gaudiya Vaishnav perspective in mind, then they would solve the environmental crisis completely. Mm-hmm. Everybody would be vegetarian, so there would be no big beef industry, which is the, probably the leading problem. There wouldn't be any abusive dairy industry. Um, for example, um, and uh, any other things we do. This is a big crisis. It's just very pragmatic you know, to present these kind of things and see, you know, see, set, show the example, point to the example of the gurus. Jesus is a guru. We think Tetanapa was a guru, and so forth. And uh, so that's my answer. Uh,